you are beautiful, you are so strong, you're amazing. Like Every day of life is a blank sheet of paper. More happy days in our lives. Small, small changes. You had to just be with life. To really practice mindfulness. I am not my thought. It's not easy, but it's very simple. If you put those two things together, you know, the sky is the limit. Martin, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Ani. I'm, I'm excited to be here. How are you today? Martin is in New York. I always love to mention where people are because isn't it so beautiful that I'm in Ireland, you're in New York, it's morning there, it's the middle of the day here, and we get to have this beautiful conversation. So you're in New York, and I was telling you how I love New York. And yeah. also tell people that it's a great place because everyone thinks it's the worst place ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best place in the world. Don't believe all of the propaganda out there. It's wonderful here. It is wonderful here. I I was reading the book, either I don't remember yesterday or the day before yesterday. And there was this quote that I highlighted in my Kindle. And it says, the improvement of a man be measured by the level of his inner freedom. The more a person becomes free from his personality, the more freedom he has. And I was like, you know what? Martin talks about emotional strength and how to almost take control of our emotions so it doesn't rule our life. I was like, hmm, I'm going to pick his brain and ask him how we can all almost become free from our personality in a way of taking control of our emotional strength. Because we all had moments when our emotions got into the way and we were like, oh my God, I wish I hadn't have, have said this or thought this and we just make things worse. <sighs> so first of all, tell me what is emotional strength? Because we understand words in a different way. Yeah. And then please teach me and everyone, how can we control our emotions a little better? Okay, cool. So emotional strength is understanding how your emotions control you and getting to the point where you control your emotions instead of them controlling you. That doesn't mean never getting angry because I think that's impossible. You know, people think life coaches, what they try to coach people is to never get angry. And it's not like that because there will be times in your life where you're, you're faced with things that will get you angry. But it's how you get angry that makes the difference. Yes. And what do you mean how you get angry? Because I might understand it in my own way, but people are listening like, how can I get angry? Like, there's only one way to get angry because when I'm angry, I'm angry. <laughs> so what, so what do you ways. mean by being? And I also loved how you mentioned that it doesn't mean we're always being positive and we don't have the range of emotions. We do get angry. But what does it mean to yeah. like control the way we get angry? So you could either react to a situation when you're angry, or you can respond. Now, for me, that was the way I was for the first 50 years of my life. I reacted to everything that was going on. As soon as it happened, it was like the old saying, shoot first, ask questions later, right? So if you shoot first and everybody's dead, what are you gonna ask them? It's too late, they're dead, you killed them. Mm. <laughs> you know? So instead, I had to learn how to ask questions and then shoot or whatever. So it's react, or respond, okay? So for me, I like to, to, to use acronyms in my business. For example, I'm known as the architect of the warrior's life code. And life stands for live incredibly full every day. All right, so this way I wake up every morning and I set myself up for success, for happiness, for positivity by saying today, I live incredibly full every day. And now when things come up, I'm positive. So I've taken the word life and made some other uh, ideas of how to use this. And one of them is the warrior's life code method to build your strength and rule your actions instead of your actions ruling you. And recently I came up with a card deck, okay, of my business called Warrior to Warrior. Go from somebody who's worried all the time to being a warrior, strong, ready for action, right? So I took the life letters, it's one of my cards, and I broke them down into four different ways of steps of getting through and how to become more in control of your emotions. So when we mean controlling our emotions, and you mentioned that you were more reactive person rather than responsive person. And I remember I used to um, 
I did a yoga teacher training and we went through the difference between being reactive and being responsive. And there is a huge difference. So when you are saying like, be responsive rather than reactive, ask questions, how can we teach that to ourselves? Because you are getting angry. You are feeling those emotions. The, right. you, have, you feel the buildup. What's the process? What's the self-talk? Maybe personally yep. for you, how do you coach other people? What can yeah. we tell ourselves so we can just almost detach ourselves from that anger or frustration? Right. So exactly. Well, that was who I was. And I had to figure out how to change where if somebody brought something up to me, I already was ready to react, go off and start yelling and screaming at that person, no matter what the situation was. And a lot of that had to do with my own uh, lack of self-confidence, my own. I took everything personally. I felt like I was a people pleaser. I had to make sure that everybody was happy. And, and with that came the thing of being, took things personally, control freak, and very short temper when everything wasn't going my way. So I would react to everything. So my wife would, you know, bring something up to me and I would just blow up. Uh, and I had to learn... And, and that started to happen after 2008, when I lost all my money because of the things that were going on at the time, the financial crash, I lost everything. I was working on a project for five years. I put in three, over $3 million of my money and investors money. And just like that, it was gone. And uh, I was very depressed. And I said, I, I got to figure out how I'm going to get through this and continue in my life. So I decided to become a life coach about a year later. And then about two months before life coach training started, it was my 24th wedding anniversary, which happens to fall out the day after Valentine's Day. And my wife said to me, I want a divorce. I was like, there's 364 other days that she could have asked for this divorce. I was upset. I was angry. I couldn't believe it. I was hurt. I was every emotion you could imagine. And I was like, you know, I can't believe this shit this is happening to me. Again, that's the way I always looked at everything. Everything always happens to me. Mm. Right? So, and that would set me off to be angry. So, I just, so what am I going to do now? I'm like, oh, well, I'm supposed to be going to life coaching. Do I still want to go? Yes, I want to figure it out. I still want to go and I want to be a life coach. And the interesting thing happened. They gave us a bunch of books to read. And they said, read two or three of the books on this list. And one of them was a book by Don Miguel Ruiz called The Four Agreements. You know that book? I know that book. I haven't read it, but I have just like, I know some parts of the book. Right. Well, this is the four agreements. Yes. Okay. And I'll read them quick. Be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personally. Don't make assumptions. Always do your best. Always do your best. So when I heard that second agreement, don't take anything personally. I was like, wow, that's crazy. How can I do that? How can I, I do everything personally? I take everything personally. And I read the book and I started to internalize it. And it was like he was telling me a secret that the world had been telling me my whole life. But until that moment, I wasn't ready to hear it. But you know that saying, the master will appear when the student is ready. Mm -hmm. And I was ready. I was ready. I was going into life coaching. And I went there that first weekend of life coaching. They said to us, you don't have to stay who you think you have to be. You can change who you are if you want to. And that got me to start thinking, oh, if I don't take things personally, what will happen? And how can I make this work for me? How can I stop being a people pleaser? How can I make sure I'm being self-love and build my own love? And out of that, I started to understand I needed to change the way I reacted to everything. Because most of my conversations end up being confrontations. I love that. So can you repeat? Most of your conversations end up being confrontations. I have done that too. We all have done that too. It should be a conversation. There's a difference. Right. right. So change your confrontations to being more like conversations. So it starts off with you understanding your emotions and your feelings. Do you think there's a difference between emotions and feelings? Emotions and feelings. Yes, there's a difference. Okay, cool. Do you think you know or should I tell you? Tell me. Okay. And no I'm going to tell you if I was if I was on the same page. 
right? So emotions are that immediate reaction you get when something happens. I'm angry. I'm happy. I'm sad. The feelings are the type of emotion you're having, right? And there's, a, I have, and be my pleasure at the end to give a link for people to get a chart that shows what the emotions are and the feelings that are with it. For example, if you're angry, is it a strong anger, like you're enraged, enraged? or is it a, a light anger, like you're a little ticked off? So how, how's that for, a, for an explanation? I like your explanation. For me, I, I thought more like emotions are like something similar, but more like emotions come first. And then feelings is like what we think about that emotion. Right. Then well, that's the way we are going to feel. Exactly. Exactly. Because we have this emotion that is strong emotion, whatever we are feeling like this pain in the chest, but that comes from the anger or whatever. And then I'm thinking about the emotion and that's then how I'm going to feel the way I'm going to think about it. So that's where I was going with right. well, my, yeah, my translation that's of feelings and emotions. Yeah. But I think job. we said similar things, but in different words. Exactly. You did. So exactly right. So then I said, okay, now that I understand this, I've got to develop a system for myself so that when these situations come up, I don't react the way I always have. And I learn to respond. Okay. Now I would love to say that I came up with this and immediately I impl implemented it and everything was great, but it's never that way. <laughs> never. <laughs> it's never that way. So it, it used to be, and I didn't notice this until I went through life coaching because I started to get more self-aware of what was going on around me, that my wife, who is now going to be my ex-wife, would call me up and say, and this happened in our marriage, but I didn't realize it until later. You know, there's something I want to talk to you about. I don't want to fight, but to me, she just, she just pushed my button. Now, I'm not blaming her. This is my button that was being pushed. But in my mind, what I would say is, okay, let's get ready to fight. Not, not, not physically, but let's get ready to start arguing. And I would say, what is it? And she'd tell me, and I would react, and I would, take, I would blow up like a nuclear reactor, leaving fallout all over the place. And at the end of it, she say, you know, I told you I didn't want to fight, but you fought. So she would then turn it around and say, you're the one fighting. Okay. Now, again, I'm not blaming her for this, but this was what it was. And it was the reactions that I was putting. So now that I was taking coaching and I was understanding it, and the beauty about the coaching school I went to is right after that first weekend, you're assigned a coach, somebody to coach you and you coach someone. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So you get right into the whole coaching process and you're being coached. And the person happens to be, I think God has a sense of humor because the person <laughs> he gave me to, to coach, to be coached was just divorced. Oh my God. <laughs> you think she could relate with me? Just a little bit. So just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> So we, uh, so it was great because now I was putting into practice some things. I would go to her and tell her what's going on. She says, well, how does it make you feel? And what are you doing about it? And so on and so forth. So I was like, oh, wow. I never stopped to think about it. I would just react and then later come back and think about it. That shoot first, ask questions later. Right? Mm -hmm. So I came up with another life acronym that I use now to help my clients because this is how I got through it. So we talked about there's a difference between emotions and feelings. So the first one is listen to your inner voice and acknowledge your feelings. So your inner voice is, oh my God, I'm angry. And now acknowledge that you're angry. That's L, I. Identify your feelings. Say, okay, I'm angry. What kind of anger am I? What kind of feeling is it? Am I enraged? Or am I just a little ticked off? Wherever and there's 20, 30 different descriptions that you could put to it. But now, now, of course, in the moment, you probably can't do this. But you go back later 
right? And you start to build your muscle memory on it so that when you are in the moment, you may be able to handle it better. Because the only way we get better at something is by practicing and it takes time. Mm -hmm. It makes sense? It makes sense. How do we also build up the patience? Because I have trained myself to do certain things, different things, and it takes time. And then throughout the process, I learned how to be patient with myself as I am with my toddler, as I am with other people. I was always so forgiving with others. It's like they mm. are humans. Of course, they need time. But with me, I was like, you are smart. I'm also first child and first in the family. So everything was always my fault. And that could be also... <laughs> why I was always like pushing myself because I was like, you are smarter. You, you should do better. But right. it took time to be patient with yes. myself. And also it's a habit. Yes. So other than like then, okay, then coming back and what kind of anger was it? Is there anything in the moment when we are yeah. angry and we're about to say all those awful things? Yeah. How can we stop ourselves then? I, maybe just hang up the phone, let them know that I'm really angry. I need time. Right. What's the process for you so personally? I have another part of my course that's earlier in the course in my cards where now here in America, when they, when the fire, when the children are in school, the firemen come to make a visit to schools, right? Mm -hmm. And they teach them fire safety. So the children, at the end of it, they, they want to give the children something to remember. So they teach them three words when there's a fire that they should do, okay? It's called stop, drop, and roll, okay? Stop what you're doing if, they're in, if you smell fire or you see smoke or whatever. Drop down to the floor and roll away from the smoke in the fire. Why drop down? Because the smoke is coming down, right? So it's, it takes a while to get to the ground because it's up and then... So while I was going through this change, I was working on putting my course together and I was working with my coach on putting my course together. He says, well, what happens when you get angry? How did you were you able to change it? I told him, you know that thing, stop, drop and roll? He says, yeah. I said, I changed it to stop, think and respond. I like that. Yeah. Stop, stop think, don't react. Okay, now you stopped. Think. What's going on here? Am I taking this personally? Is it going to affect me in the long round, in the long end? Is it the other person that's projecting their problems onto me because I happen to be the next person there? There could be a million different things. But saying, am I taking it personally? That's the most important one. And, and mostly, most of the time when you get angry, it's out of fear. Right? If you think about it, when you're getting angry, it's because you're afraid there's going to be a change or you're afraid that something's going to happen that's going to throw you off or, or something. So if you can start to understand that it's fear and control yourself with it, it doesn't mean you're not going to get angry, but it's how you get angry. So then you think about it, what's going on. And then instead of freaking out, you start to respond. Now, it, it doesn't happen the first time. It doesn't even happen the fifth time or the tenth time. But each time you do it, now that it's in your mind, now that you're aware of it, you start to build that muscle memory so that you could learn to stop, think, and respond. I love how you said anger is cover emotion for fear. Stop, think, and respond for the people to take these lessons. And also, yes, we are humans and we are going to take baby steps because it's a habit maybe for 20, 30, 50, 40 years for some people. So it's not going to happen immediately. And sometimes with me, I try things, I try, and then one day I wake up and it's just natural. It just finally clicks in. Before we continue, can we talk about the cards? Sure. Tell me about the, tell me everything about it. What was the motivation and intention behind creating? What was the inspiration? What is it about? How can we use, where, where can we buy the cards? Just have some fun with the cards. <laughs> Well, yeah, boy, oh boy, talk about a lot of questions, <laughs> but it's all good. It's all good. Everything so, about the cards. Yeah. So here's the cards. They're called the warrior to warrior cards, card deck, right? Mm -hmm. And what I've done is 27 tools to move from worrying about everything to becoming a life warrior. Remember I said mm -hmm. life is live incredibly full every day and worry to warrior, warrior to warrior. I like to play on words again. So. 
when I was putting my course together, this came about because of a little thing that was going on a few years ago called COVID. Do you remember that? Just a little, yeah. Just a little bit, just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. just a little bit. <laughs> so what happened was, so let me go back a little before that. So I went through 2008 and I lost everything. A year and a half later, my wife asks for a divorce. Like, why has everything happened to me? I can't believe this. Then I start going through life coaching and I start to build my self-awareness. And at first it was understanding that I was going to go from self-conscious to self-aware. And that took a little time because most people are not even self-conscious. They're just doing their thing and whatever. And self-conscious comes from a negative place, guilt and all that stuff. Self-awareness comes from a positive place, self-assuredness and all that, which is one of my cards. So I started doing that. And then a few years into my coaching, I looked in the mirror and I was the heaviest I ever was in my life. And I realized that I had, because I was, you know, after 2008 and everything, I was not in a good place. Even though I was going through coaching, I found a job that was paying me very little. I knew it was a dead end job, but I was trying to coach in the meantime, but I stopped being coached because I couldn't afford it. But mm. what I realized was I couldn't afford not to be coached. I needed coaching. It was an investment in my own self. So a friend of mine was on Facebook and he says, you know, guys, I've been taking this 30 minute video at home for exercise. Be coached by the guy on the video and start doing it. I said, well, it's not expensive. I can do it from home. I have to leave work at seven. I don't get home till after seven. I can wake up a little earlier take a shower, work out, take a shower and be ready to go to work. I was like, okay, I could do that. And the first couple of weeks were very hard. And I was follow, following the modified lady on the, on the video because I couldn't follow the guy going full, full speed. <laughs> but after nine months, <laughs> I, lost nine, I lost 65 pounds. Wow, that's, that's amazing. That's a lot. Yeah. But also what happened is, I went from self-conscious to self-aware because I was also being coached. I was reading better things. I was eating better. I was watching better things. I was looking for positive things. And I allowed myself to find a way to invest in myself by getting coached in other areas as well. And one day I was doing something that I, I'm ADHD. Okay? okay. So I was doing something that's very hard for me. I was meditating. Oh my I God. It must have been so hard. Especially for a guy with ADHD. Yes. Sitting there for 10 minutes. When is this going to be? <laughs> Why does everybody keep their mind from not going crazy? Oh, my God. Right? So in one of these sessions, I had this download of information that I was loving my life. And when the 10 minutes was over, I wrote for two hours. And out of that came the LIFE acronym. Live incredibly full every day. Because I was living that way, and I wanted to show other people how they could do it too. And what else started to happen was I started to date more. I was divorced. I was feeling good about myself. I, was, I liked myself, and I, loved, I started to love myself, which is something I could look back and say before that I didn't even know what that meant. And I mm -hmm. never did. I had so little, so low self-confidence and so low self-esteem. But now I was understanding it, and I was accepting and I was receiving that I could be loved for who I am with my authentic self. So I started dating. And it was interesting when I went on these dates, I would ask the women questions and we would have conversations and they didn't even know I was talking about values. I was getting to know what their values were because I learned in coaching how important values is as a foundation in my life. And I looked back and realized with my first marriage, I, we, our values were completely different and we were in a codependent relationship. And I was determined never to have that kind of relationship again. After that to happen, I had to understand my values and the woman that I was with at that moment. And I would go out on these dates, no, no, she's not hitting the values, no, no, no. Well, this one a little bit, no, not really. And one day I was set up on a date with this woman and I go out and she's checking all the boxes. She's hitting all the values. Go out again, again, same thing. About a month into this, I'm like, this is unbelievable. This is, this is the woman of my dreams. This is who I'm looking for. And I said to her, I have to tell you something. And I don't need to hear it back, but I need to tell you. I'm falling in love with you. 
because I see you as you are and you see me as I am and you're not trying to change me. And two years later, we got married and we've been married for almost five years. Right? So now here comes COVID 2020. Right? And the world shuts down. And they go, oh, it's only going to be three weeks. Uh-huh. Three weeks. That's uh-huh. March. We get into May and we're still in shutdown mode. We could go out a little bit. We could go shopping. I, I, made it a, I made it for myself. I went out every day for something. To shop, to just go for a walk. I wore the mask. I wore the gloves in the beginning. All those things we needed to do. We left the boxes outside for a day to make sure all the germs were gone. <laughs> so now it's May. And I turned to my wife. I said, let's drive to New York City. We live in Brooklyn. Let's go to New York City. Let's spend the day in the city with her kids. She has three beautiful uh, children. And I have four of my own. Okay. No, oh, my God. Seven together. Seven. Sorry? Seven together. Seven together. But mine are older. They don't live with us. Okay. Okay. I have four, eight grandchildren. Listen, when my wife told me that day I want a divorce, I can look back now and say it was the second best gift she ever gave me. The first best gift were my four children. Mm. But after that, she gave me the opportunity to look deep in myself and say, I got to fix myself. Right? So now we go drive to New York City. You've been to New York City. What are the streets like to drive on? What do you mean? Like if somebody's in, if you're in a taxi and you're trying to go up uh, fifth down Fifth Avenue, what's it like? Like, is it busy? What do you mean? Busy, busy, right? Traffic. Yes, it's busy. Two streets without a red light. Oh, yes. 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 It's busy. It's very busy. People are frustrated with the driving. Someone is always on your way. But but you don't focus on that. But that's a reality. (laughs) Imagine we drive to New York City and I drive straight down Fifth Avenue without missing a traffic light. It's empty. It's empty. There's almost no cars. Oh, my God. And I look around. I go. Where is everybody? Where are people? Where are they? I'm like, what is everybody so worried about? Be in your car. Wear the mask. Stay six feet apart. Go outside. Staying inside is what's it doing for you? It's making Mm. you miserable. So I got onto Facebook in a live stream and I said, guys, I get it. I understand why you're worried. There's a lot going on in the world. But if nothing, the last 10, 12 years had proven to me that being worried gets me nowhere. And I've learned how to accept whatever's going to come along and how to work through it. So I went from being a warrior to a warrior. I love that. I love how you have that. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. So then I created my course. So I thought I created my course. I've been coaching for a few years now, almost 10 years, and I understood. So I said, now I've got to systematize it and make it something where it's like um, like the acronyms and specific steps to take and, and ways to guide my, co- my clients through the process. So I came up with the course. And then I remembered every once in a while I get an email from somebody about creating cards. And to me, I think of cards, I think of tarot cards, or, you know, other types of cards, mystical cards. I'm like, let me go on one of her free webinars. And I went on it. And I was like, huh. She's talking that I can take my cards and make them into a core, into take my course and make them into cards. So I said, okay, let me see. Let me, let her coach me to show me how to do this. And this is what I got. See? Can we can we see one of the cards? Your favorite. Okay. Pick a number between one 13. and thirty-three. <laughs> thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. Look at you, lucky thirteen. Okay, thirteen. It happens to be the scorecard for stop, think, and respond. I swear, I needed that in my life right now. That's why I was like, oh my god, that's such a good. But like almost like a mantra to have, and that's what I get. <laughs> right. The universe gives you what you need, whether you want it or not, and it's the Stop emotion that you attach to it that will decide how you get through it. Stop.
stop, think, and respond. I have to like engrave it in my mind. <laughs> so now, how does that work? How does the scorecard work? Mm-hmm. So when I was a kid growing up, we used to play a basketball game, two people, one against the other, called 5-3-1. If you took a foul shot and you got it in, you got five points. Mm-hmm. If you And then if you caught the ball wherever it was rebounded and took the shot, you got three points. And then if you went up and took an easy layup, you get one point. If you did all three, you get an extra point, so you got 10 points. So one day during COVID, my wife and her son, at the time he was 12, 13, went outside and started playing 5-3-1. They were looking for something to do because they're sitting in the house all day. And they come back in. I said, okay, so who won? And her son says, mom won 100 to nothing. I'm like, wow, how is that possible? He says, I just kept on going for the fives. I said, number one, the game's not even played like that. He says, I figured if I got the fives, I could catch up. So he was always going for the immediate reaction, the immediate score, gratification, immediate gratification. So I was working on my stop thinking response. I said, you know what? Let me take that and turn it around and make it one, three, five. For example, now you get into an argument with somebody. The first time, now that you have this in your mind, you're aware. So that first time, you may not do anything. You may react, get upset, yell at the other person, make them feel bad, and walk away thinking you're the greatest person in the world because, you know, I win. Because it's all about winning. It's about I'm right and you're wrong and I'm going to let you know that until you let me go, until you agree with me. So now the next day, imagine you think about it. You go, wait a minute. Let me think about what I learned. And you stop and you go, I was thinking about my argument with Ani yesterday. So that stop, you take one point, you give yourself one point. Then three, you think about why did I get upset at Ani? What did she say? Did I take it personally? Is it about me? Is it about her? Is she putting it on me and all this stuff? And then you're thinking about it and you're learning now. You're building that muscle strength, that habit. And then five, if you go back, if I would go back now to Ani and say, Ani, I am so sorry for the way I reacted to you. Please accept my apology with no agenda. No, but this was going on and this. Genuine apology. Give yourself five points. I like that. Plus, I'm really competitive. So I love the idea of points and then what so you with the way the card works is when you stop give yourself one point why one point because your action was minor compared to the other steps in the big picture when you think about how to approach the situation give yourself three points when you respond Mm -hmm. in a calm sensible manner give yourself five points now you've accumulated nine points how to get to the point, the bonus point for a protection for, for a perfect 10. When you reflect on the situation and decide if the outcome was better than it would have been in the past, if the answer was yes, award yourself the extra point for to score a perfect 10. Now you're starting to build that muscle memory. Wow. Because I did stop, think, and respond, it's a better outcome than it would have been. Mm. So when you talk about, when we talk about changing our habits, it may be, it might be a trauma response from our childhood. What's your point on sometimes, um, I have been in a situation where I'm like, if I understand the core where it comes from, I can change it. And sometimes I wonder, do I have to just stop digging in my childhood and then just change it wherever I am? Or should we just understand where it comes from and then change will come naturally? What's your I think it's a, it's a mixture. That. It's a mixture. It's a mixture, I, yeah. I had trauma in my childhood. Okay. When I was 10 years old, I had a tragedy. And um, I was walking home from school with one of my four older sisters. I was the first boy after four sisters, four girls. And we're walking on our block and we see a school bus stopped in front of our house. Like, okay, there's a school bus. And then we realized the bus driver is standing on the sidewalk in front of our house. As we get closer, we see my mother run out of the house, carrying my 
five-year-old brother, Michael, in her arms. She jumps into the car and drives away. Like, what is going on? We come to find out that when Michael got off the bus, he's five years old. He dropped something right in the front of the bus. He reached down to get it. The bus driver looked, didn't see anything, and drove. Hit Michael. Four days later, he passed away from those injuries. Now, the trauma this put on me affected me for the next 40 years. Because here I am, a 10-year-old boy. I just lost my brother, the guy that I was going to set the world on fire with. He and I were going to be the partners. We were going to do everything together. Right? I have four other sisters. I'm the only boy. Now, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God, my parents are devastated by this. They're distraught. It's now my job to carry on the legacy of the name, to carry on where it was two, now it's one. So it's my job to make sure that my parents never feel any kind of this reaction of distraught and, and devastation again. I have to make sure that my parents are always happy. At that moment, I can look back now and say that was a defining moment where I became a people pleaser. Right? And all I tried to do was please everybody my whole life. Uh, when I got married, it got even worse because now I was trying to please my parents. I was trying to please my wife. And I was, it took me 40 years to recognize I was a people pleaser, pleasing nobody, not even myself. And I would Why was that? I'm sorry? Why was that, that you were pleasing no one? Because it came, the intention was to please not everyone. from the right place. To please, to everyone. please everyone. And you can't please everyone. You could only please yourself and make sure that along the way you're not hurting somebody. Right? If you're pleasing yourself, let's say, I have no money. I'm going to rob a bank. You're hurting other people by money. You're pleasing yourself, but you're hurting other people. Mm -hmm. Right? It's about understanding how to please yourself without hurting anyone. So I was a people pleaser and nobody was happy. I wasn't happy. They weren't happy. All that, and I would rationalize that the reason I was doing this in the moment was because I was trying to make sure that everybody was happy for the greater good. And I came to realize when I was putting my course together that rationalize is really two words, and it's another card in my deck. Okay, rationalize is two words, rational lies. Okay. Whenever you think you might be doing something that goes against your values, you will rationalize all the reasons why it's okay. What you're really doing is lying to yourself that it's rational to think that. They're nothing more than rational lies. Or you'll say, oh, the reason I'm doing this is because of this and that and whatever. But you know, later on, it's just an excuse in disguise. I'll give you a simple example. Today you wake up and you go, I'm just too tired to exercise. So I'm not going to exercise today. If you take a minute and say, are you really tired? Or are you using this as a rational lie to get out of doing what you really know you should be doing and exercising? Or I rationalize, I only have one slice of pizza. It won't affect me that much. If only. If I have the smallest bowl of, of pasta, I gain three pounds. <laughs> I love that rational lies. <clears throat> we all have been there with different things in our lives. It's like just, the, just like just this once. And then I always try to. One time Jay said he was talking about how the healthy things before we eat them. We don't. It's not really appealing, but the unhealthy things like burgers and pizza and pasta, it's always appealing and feels good before we eat it. And after it doesn't feel that good, rather than just eating the healthy stuff, it always feels good afterwards. So I took <laughs> that mentality and I'm like, if I'm doing something, I'm like, how would I feel afterwards? And that helped. But even now, I'm sometimes I'm telling myself those rational lies. Like, right. And now the next time you do it, much. the next time you do it, you can go, wait a minute. It's what Martin said. Am I telling myself <laughs> exactly. a rational lie? Exactly. Those 
small that seem like small things, small mantras help us a lot because how you do one thing is how you do everything. That's so right. we just it just helps That's right. all so, areas of our lives. Right, exactly. So the cards help you to form habits. Mm. Good habits. When you or if you're having a bad day, you go, Oh, I need something. You might pull out the card that talks about the seven secrets, the, 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 you might pick out the warrior mindset, positive thoughts and affirmations to always tell yourself. I'm open and ready to be positive. I am control, in control of my feelings. No matter how hard it is, I can do it. And so on and so forth. Affirmations to help you get through whatever it is that you think you can't get through. Also, people can just, for me personally, I use Headspace for the meditation. And there is a meditation of the day every single day and that is what I always it never fails always i need that in my life that particular meditation so if, if they just shuffle the card and if they feel overwhelmed and they trust the process that whatever card they are going to take will be the answer and will guide <laughs> them they can huh? use it in that way as well it that just is exactly. a guidance because that's how we do the tarot cards or the oracle cards that how i how i was doing with them but mantra cards Warrior mindset cards, we can use them as tool to guide ourselves as well. Where can people buy the cards if they're like, I need that card in my life right now. Where can I buy it? <laughs> so I made it very simple. I put it on connectwithmartin.com. Can't get more simple than that, right? Connectwithmartin.com. Mm -hmm. And you go there, you can buy the cards, you can buy my book, which is about to come out. Maybe when this is, when this is aired, it will be out. Uh, you can get some free gifts. For example, you can get the life method to uh, emotion, you know, build your emotional strength. And by the way, the last one. So first one, listen to your inner voice, acknowledge your feelings. I identify what those feelings are. Then question your feelings. Find out why. Question your feelings. F, write it down. Almost cross-examine yourself like you're on trial. Why am I feeling this? Is this person hurting me or helping me? Whatever it is, go deep into it. And then E, engage and change and take action. Now, I'll give you an example. Okay. So a few years after my divorce, my son was getting married. Excuse me. <laughs> so my, my son was getting married. And we have a tradition in my community that the Saturday before you have a lunch for the boy. Uh, for the boy and the girl. Mm. Right now, sometimes we do it. Sometimes we don't. Now I lived about an hour away. I moved back from New Jersey, back to New York when I was living in New Jersey. So I said, okay, I guess we're not doing it. My son comes back from the weekend being with his mother. He says, dad, I'm so embarrassed. Mommy had lunch for me on Saturday. My fiance was there with her family. Everybody was there from the synagogue and you weren't there. I'm like, I told my son, it's not your fault. Now, the old me would have picked up the phone three days before the wedding and freaked out on my wife, on my ex-wife. Who do you think you are? What kind of thing is this? Every excuse you can imagine. Now, what would I have accomplished? I would have gotten her upset. I would have gotten him upset. The other side, my whole family would have found out of it. And at the wedding, everybody would be on edge. Mm-hmm. But I would have had, I was right. I did what I had to do. And I took my own method. I said, okay, so L, listen to my mouth. What am I feeling? I'm feeling anger. I'm feeling enraged. Number two, what kind of feeling? I'm feeling enraged. Why? Why am I feeling this? Well, because she did this. And that. I went through all the emotions. I wrote them all down. And then I said, okay, I engaged and changed and took action. What did I do? I decided I'm going to wait until after the wedding to confront her about this in a controlled anger. I called her up two days after the wedding. I said, okay, so you had this party last Saturday. You had this lunch. You could have told me about it. I could have found somewhere to stay in New Jersey for the lunch, but you decided that you're better than me and that the children should think I'm nothing. And you had this. And I went on for a few minutes and I, told her what I felt. Whether she heard it or not didn't really matter. It was for me. And I ended the conversation like this. And for me, this was the closure of that marriage. I said to her, thank you 
for divorcing me. <clears throat> also, can you talk about now, as you just said, I remembered, there are things that are happening not to you, but for you. And you have mentioned that throughout our conversation a few times. Right. So how can we also in those anger, in those we, when we are in the process of training ourselves to take control of our emotions and balance our emotions, see it as a gift of right. us maybe becoming a better person. How can we change that in our mindset that, oh my God, everything is happening to me, but no, for you, exactly. for you to how become better. better. Instead of for you, another level. Everything is happening through you. Oh, I like that too. Right? Well, what do you mean so by that, through you? Wow. Now, so how did this happen through me? Because if I decided to call her up right there and go crazy, it was through me. Me mm -hmm. serving myself only. And I didn't care about the, the fallout from what I did. Instead, I waited. I measured my emotions. I spoke with a coach and I spoke with a family member about what was going on. So I had someone that I could work this out with. And then I presented it at a correct time that the fallout would be next to nothing. And the person who had done the wrong would know whether they accepted it or not. What they did was not acceptable to me. And I don't accept the way I was treated. Mm. I like that. So before I ask you the final questions, if we go back, the most important, obviously we all catch different phrases and different mantras, but for me, it was stop. I love stop, drop and roll. It, that's the first thing that comes to my mind, but let's, it was stop, think and respond. Right. To whenever we are getting frustrated, just to stop and think about it. And then rather than being reactive, being responsive and just communicate. What was the other one? Communicate, but not confront. Have a, have a conversation instead of a confrontation. Yes, conversation instead of the confrontation. And there have been like many things that you said um, that was really important, but this too really stands out for me personally. Because in today's world, we have so many information there are so many podcasts. I always try to just not keep it short, but make sure that people are leaving this conversation with just something like something short that they can apply to their lives. It's concise. Be yes. Concise. Yes. Concise. You are so good with the words. Maybe that's you. you. I'm a wordsmith. What can I say? <laughs> so before I ask you to leave me with a message and where can people find you so they can connect is there anything you feel really guided to mention and talk about, but I just didn't get the chance to ask you the question. Yeah. So every morning when I wake up, I have a routine. First thing I do is I pull out a nice notebook, not just a little piece of crap. Right? Go to the, <laughs> go to the bookstore, go to the, find like a moleskin or something nice. Cause now you, you value that paper, that, that book and in it, Write down three things you're grateful for. Could be, I'm so grateful that the weather is beautiful outside. I'm so grateful that my wife made coffee so I could go downstairs and have a nice cup of coffee. Whatever it is, be grateful. I'm so grateful that my kids are not running around the house so I can sleep a little longer. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Then for me, I, I pray. I get up and I pray and I connect with God. And then... I go out and I say my mantra to myself. I live incredibly full every day. Now I set myself up for positivity and success. And there's, here's the real tip I want to give to, you, to, you, to your audience. When you go outside, this is what I do every day. It's my quota to get one person to laugh every single day. And then when they laugh, I thank them for helping me to fill my quota, right? Because me getting them to laugh, everybody does that all the time. But now by my telling them, thank you for allowing me to have you laugh, you're adding another dimension to them so that they recognize that I see them and that they're important to someone. 
I love that. Making people feel like they are enough, they're important. Everyone needs a little bit of that in their life today. So be, before you leave me with a message, where can people find you? Obviously, the links will be in the show notes. But for the people who are a little lazy to go there, where can they find you? They can go to connectwithmartin.com. That's simple. So simple. Everything is... A, I love how your website is so simple. Things about you, your story, and people can also know more about you and ask you more questions. Thank you. This is one of my favorite questions. Leave me with a message. It can be a quote, a book, a movie, uh, something you read, something that inspired you, a sentence, two sentences, or simply a word. Okay. But something that is not in your mind, but in your heart and soul at this very moment. Okay. Well, there's one that I that helped me get through life coach training and my divorce and everything that I had learned. And it's it's 70 years old now. It was by Eleanor Roosevelt, who was the wife of Franklin Delano Roosevelt in the 40s, 30s and 40s. And it was, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. Yes, we let we let people feel a certain way. That's so right. Martin, I love this conversation. You made me laugh, so you almost checked the box. I checked the box. I checked the box. Thank you for making for, for my quota. <laughs> you made me laugh a few times today. I appreciate this conversation. It was I love how every conversation I have is what I need. Not only am I bringing value to other people. First and foremost, it's just selfish reasons. It's just for me. I get, I'm the first person who gets the value. I am the one who's editing this and like making notes. So thank you for bringing value to me, to the listeners. I appreciate you. And I just appreciate this conversation. Thank you so much. And thank you for listeners to listening and have a phenomenal rest of the day or night, wherever you are. And until next time.